It's time for Horky Boys. Horky, Horky, Horky Boys. What's up, Porky Bastards? We're back in the stew, and uh, we're going to get things going here. Uh, like always, we're joined by my best friend, Colin. What up, Colin? Hey, up. Nice to be here. Back in the, back in the sesh. Let's get, a, let's get a good pot in tonight. Yeah, and tonight we have a special guest with us, Jason from Ivy Paint, upcoming uh, pop punk band. Well, I don't, I don't want to classify you guys as a certain genre. Would you call yourselves pop punk? Yeah, as much as there's like a... You know, there's weird things attached to pop punk. Like it can be kind of like classified as like immature or like, you know, like comedic or whatever. Like, yeah, like some people, when they hear pop punk, it automatically they automatically will write it off and not take it as serious. So I want to be like a pop punk band, but like but where I like also taken seriously as artists. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm sure every artist kind of wants to say that they are their own genre. I like mean, I we're definitely not doing things that are like reinventing a genre or anything like that. Yeah. But I, just, I just don't want people to think that like, oh, they're going to be a band that gets up there and is like pee pee poo poo ha ha. Like <laughs> that's not what we are. That's we're not about like that kind of pop punk. You know what I mean? You're not going to be the the immature uh, reincarnation of Blink-182. Exactly. Like that's I don't think that's what we want out of the band yeah. i love like that way yeah, yeah yeah no disrespect like i love like blink it's what just it, not kind of what we do yeah yeah you gotta you gotta make your own brand yeah exactly. yeah and we're also joined by your roommate aj what's up aj hey, AJ. <laughs> i figured i figured aj would be a good person to have too because like if we end up talking about like video games or anime or anything like that like i'm 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 boring so he'll be able to help to his subject <laughs> but he'll be able to help on things like that because i was like i suck good stuff like that so yeah right. so i got my buddy yeah i was uh uh i've been a friend of jason's for a while so i've been with him through his whole uh up all the way till he got to ivy paint so uh, his journey until then like i've been in a bunch of bands so he's seen it all he's been like yeah if anyone can comment on anything i have I've yet to see him play live so i've been very antsy live with, uh, ivy, with, paint. with ivy paint i've <laughs> seen him live plenty of times but uh with ivy paint it's uh is the pandemic it, it's i have high hopes for it it's it's going well and uh and i hope that this week we can everything open soon so yeah so that everybody can see, uh, tune in and see what they're made of live as well yeah yeah give us a little give us a little autobiography about about yourselves and what like what being an ivy paint's been like kind of give us some history uh i mean i've been in like so many bands and like bands with a lot of the same people with but like different adaptations of the bands and changing names and members constantly coming in and out for like like five or six years and i think and i was kind of like the only person that was consistently in it and just like yeah. like a bunch of people just going in and out through the years and the way it 
ended from the way it started was with like a completely different group of people except for me like everyone else was a different person and ivy paint was like that first band when i finally like made a jump and like i was the one to like leave everything that i've been working on for years and i joined ivy paint and it's been like it was weird because like i feel like I've achieved more in a year with Ivy Paint than I have in like six years of trying to do my own like band. Yeah. It's crazy how things like that work. So you'd say the rest of the guys in Ivy Paint kind of have the same mission that you're on. Like you actually want to like, Hey, let's get this done. Let's like actually like, this is our goal. Like we're going to work hard at it. And Oh yeah. And I think everybody, um, what's good about Ivy Paint is that everybody kind of knows their role and knows their place. Yeah, like I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I'm the lyrical genius behind these songs because I'm not. It's our singer. Right. But it's like like I pull a lot of the like strings behind the scenes and like doing, I guess, what you would call like the the manager duties of the band type of stuff. And like, you know, networking and, you know, that kind of thing. So that's like my main job behind the scenes with Ivy Paint. Uh, It's less about like songwriting. I mean, I write Mm -hmm. the drums, but, you know, that's really what I do for the band as far as me putting in a lot of work is more on in that aspect of things. And it's been really fun because in all my other bands for years, there was such an emphasis on having to play shows. And then this year we couldn't play a show. So that was really when I had to be like, okay, well, if I'm in charge of, you know, all the behind the scenes stuff, this is where I have to step up to the plate because that's going to be the thing that kind of saves us this year because we can't play shows. So we have to focus extra on like, online marketing and like you Mm -hmm. know the things that you know i kind of take the helm on and you know we're gonna go we're gonna go all in on the music videos we make this year and you know double the budget and blah 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 because that's all we can do we can't play shows so the things that we can do still we got to go all in on and that's really been the mindset this year have you done every post for i haven't done every post other than the majority and if like me and Sean always talk about them the night before and plan it, God, like, yes, whether yeah. it's him or me, we both talk <laughs> and like, we like Sean and I specifically, like we strategically plan everything that nothing just goes on social media, like on a whim, like we kind of plan everything. Mm-hmm. What, what social media platforms are you guys on? Uh, we're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. We have a discord server where our fans just kind of chat with each other and us, which is really oh, nice. Cool. Yeah, because I mean, a lot of people use Discord for like video games and stuff. But oh yeah, it's been yeah. really cool to just we post a Discord server link on our link tree, and we just have fans constantly joining it and talking to us. And it's yeah, really that's cool. sweet. Like, yeah, like it it helps you know break that wall that social media has already you know broken down a lot over the past couple of years. But that is like just having a group chat essentially with like every fan is really cool. <laughs> you just go talk to people. Yeah, I mean being able to communicate with your fan base and like build a relationship with them. That's something that I feel like a lot of artists might take for granted once they make it. Um, Oh yeah. No dude. It's so important, especially with like how fast people's attention spans are now. Like if you let people forget about you for one second, you're done in my personal opinion, because like we're in such an era of like, like quick things like TikTok and blah, blah, blah. Like people's attention spans have gotten shorter over the years in terms of consuming media. And so if you're not constantly like keeping the people that support you happy, they will forget about you. Maybe not intentionally, but it will happen. So 
you really have to focus on that. It's very important. And I, I understand why a lot of people kind of don't focus on it. And it's not that people have any intent or like take it for granted or blah, blah. It's just people don't realize that like things aren't the way they were 20 years ago. And you can't like go a year without putting out music and expect to have the same result when you do put out music again, you know, unless you're like yeah, a huge true. artist, you know. Unfortunately, really it's that way. It. Yeah. You really got to be putting in putting stuff in people's faces all the time. And that's why like kind of singles are the way to go now because you can just record a batch of songs and release them slowly throughout the year and constantly stay relevant. Yeah. Albums yeah. are dying, which kind of sucks. But. Fans can be so like needy and like it's been like eight months, like where's the where's the album? Like, dude, like let them let them work on it, you know? Like I would rather wait like two years in between albums if it's gonna be fire all the time. You know? Yeah, yeah. See, I, honestly, like that's the way that like I would prefer to do it, but that's just not the reality, especially for you know a small band. So yeah, it's like the 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 industry is like not the industry as a whole, but just like I feel like a lot of artists just are saturated with fillers. Like me and Avery love Trippy Red, and like he, his last few albums, he just puts like twenty five songs on it, and like. I'd say at least like 10, 12 of them are just skips, like off the bat. Like, it's just like, you don't, it's just for mon more money, more stream, more songs, more streams, more money, which is sad. Like, dude, just put like a good project together, like eight to 11 songs or something like that. And to like, really like put your mind to it and produce music that people want to hear instead of just being lazy about it. Yeah. It's quality over quantity for sure. And yeah. Wish more people understood that. Like, that's what, like, Kendrick Lamar, he hasn't put anything out in like three years or something, but like, I'm not really, I mean, obviously I wanted to put out some new music, but like, I know for a fact when he does drop his new music, it's going to be good because he's been working on it for a while, unless he's yeah. just not been doing anything. I hope not. <laughs> See, what I want to do, what I want to do, um, and we're kind of experimenting with a lot of different ways about how we're going to market our music after this upcoming EP that we do have, you know. But I, what I personally want to do is I want to go and record 12 songs all at once and then release one of those 12 songs each month. And then on the 12th month, when we've got 11 songs out, just put out an album that's essentially those 12 songs plus like an extra song that you hear exclusively on the album so that people still have incentive to go check out the album. Yeah, like... I don't know. This is kind of like what a day to remember is doing right now. Like when they put yeah. out a single, I don't know if you've seen this on Spotify, they put out each single as an EP and the songs below the single that they just put out are they're like, have already. Yeah. So like they're racking up streams just cause like when people go to listen to the song they're that means they're already going to be listening to the song after that and the song after that. Oh yeah. And it's really, it's actually a very clever scheme in in terms of trying to get, um, a platinum record quicker or whatever yeah. because any stream that you accumulate from a single when that song is put on an album later on the streams that it accumulated when it's a single carries over onto the album and so when the album comes out if there's a single that's been out for a couple months that's on that album the moment that that album comes out that album automatically has however many streams that song picked up in the last three months dang i don't know that's like yeah when travis so scott like, came out with butterfly effect that was like a huge song and he put it on astroworld like a whole year after like that probably boosted it so much yeah because so it's like if that if that song got let's just for example say 10 million streams and then he puts it on an album 
the moment that that album comes out, the album automatically has 10 million streams. Dang, I did not know that. <laughs> so, you like, know, oh, geez. You, you start to think that like, you know, like when I was a kid, I remember being like a little gatekeeper and be like, eh, why is Rihanna putting out a just fucking do an album? Or why is Maroon fought blah, blah, blah. But now that as I think about it from a different point of view and with the perspective that I have now, the small perspective that I have as a musician, I'm like, well, it's 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 a good business move. They going yeah. for that bag. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Which, can't really blame them. Can't really blame them. Yeah, I can respect that. And well, I would probably do the same thing. I'm not going to lie to you, you know? Yeah. Like, if Yeah. Looking at it, if you're in that situation, you're like, and you're probably talking to your manager, like, well, I want the most money I can possibly get. Like, obviously. Yeah. yeah so. I want a gold record so I can get gr- recognized and have credibility and get nominated for a Grammy. You know, it's like, you know, and if you're a huge artist, those are your goals. So, yeah. You know, like, what can you really do after winning a Grammy? Yeah. What, what are some of Ivy Paint's goals right now, now that, now that you guys are starting to build up more of a following? You guys are starting to get some more streams on Spotify lately. Yeah, and which has been wild. I would like us, and I, I really think it's possible if we work twice as hard as we worked this year, is just I would want us to get a million streams on a song. I yeah. don't care which song. I just want to like put out a song this year, really work hard on promoting it, and I would love to get a million streams on a song. That would be like so cool but that's like a selfish goal um you know million COVID- streams just also hey. sounds so cool like and, yeah hey, i that. got a million streams hey the goals aren't big enough if you think that they're unreachable honestly you know yeah why no not, nothing, not nothing's stars <laughs> some things are just easier to reach than others but nothing's unreachable. Yeah, exactly um as far as other go- like i don't know we really want to go on tour we were gonna go on tour this past summer in july we were planning on it but obviously that couldn't happen. But I feel like it was kind of like a blessing in disguise because again, it forced us to be like, okay, well, what can we do this year? We can, mm-hmm. we can work on our internet presence. And then next year, hopefully when we can tour, or I guess it's this year now, we've, you know, we'll have more people that will actually come out to see us because we spent this year not doing anything but trying to build up internet hype, you know? So yeah, so like it'll work out better. Yeah, like whenever... I mean, obviously, you said, you said you haven't gone on tour yet, but like, whenever you do, do you just have to basically plan and reach out to venues just across the states and just plan it according, like in in chronological order? Like I've- yeah, so I've done it. I've done it with some other bands. I haven't done it with Ivy Paint yet, but a lot of it is kind of you can either go through a local promoter um, and then have the promoter kind of take care of everything for you. And then the promoter takes a cut of the money that's made that night and you get your cut or whatever, or you can skip that promoter and contact the venue. It really just varies on the city and the venue Mm -hmm. and how each venue decides to operate. Some of them require a promoter. Some of them don't. Um, And you, yeah, you hit them up. And if you don't, if you have a following, but you don't have a massive following like us, we don't have a massive following. um, You can, you kind of look at, all right, who, who's this city's, you know, biggest local bands, they're going to bring people out. Let's get them on the show. And so yeah. then we got to like essentially build a whole tour around the, the U S and try to get each city's local bands to open the tour, bring people out. And then we get in front of more people plus the fans that we were able to bring out in each of those cities because of the work we've done this year, trying to promote ourselves online. And that's really what we're trying to, uh, you know, 
do as far as our first tour. Very small places that we can fill up between the local bands, fans, and the fans that we have in each state. What are some of those bands' names that you're uh, thinking about trying to hop on tour with? I just started doing the research for who we're going okay. to for. So I can't give you any names right now because um, we're really it's really hard right now still to try to plan for anything because nobody really knows when, you know, we can, we can kind of try to be skeptical and, or we can try to theorize when things are going to come back, but you know, nobody knows. So it's really hard to try to book to officially book a venue for fall because for all we know, the world could be over by then. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So it's like, it's really hard. So right now it's like, I'm just kind of, I haven't officially tried to book anything. I'm just taking notes of where all the venues are in the States, but I haven't hit any of them up yet. So I'm just kind of planning things out so that when it, when we do kind of get the okay to like, yes, start actually booking shows. Like I've got, okay, here's our list of venues that we need to look at. I've been planning this for months. Let's hit them up and go, you know? Yeah. I haven't solidified anything yet to keep it short. (laughs) Dude, just reach for the stars being in Florida. Just say, hey, a day to remember, let me hop on that tour. Come on. Right. So many bands. I don't think people realize how many bands have come out of Florida, like Sleeping With Sirens, Mayday Parade, Yellow Card, uh, a day to remember. Like there's like some cool things have come out of here. And then and- some like huge rappers too, like Tentacion was big in Florida. Like that's where he built his fan base. I feel like Florida's a pretty good place to build your fan base. Dude, the thing is like, Okay, Orlando is really, really good for if you play like metalcore or post-hardcore yeah. or rap, but they're, the market for pop punk is smaller here. Really? Yeah, yeah, not as big as it used to be. Like I've played, I've always played in pop punk bands and throughout all the years, any show we get added to, we're the only pop punk band on the bill. Yeah. And it's like, we're like, you know, we're the, we're the light soft band because the rest of them are heavy bands. <laughs> we're Have you guys so thought guess- about making some like more metalcore post hardcore stuff um not really no it's not really how we write i know that um our guitar player christian does take influence from some of that stuff so it might end up finding its way like creeping its way into the music but that's just not how sean specifically our singer yeah the one that starts it like structures songs (laughs) no i feel you there I mean, I, I've listened to all your guys' songs and yeah, I can, I can tell from just the voice alone that maybe it wouldn't be the best move to move towards post hardcore. Like, I don't know the, the vibe I'm getting, like it wouldn't go well with like some hardcore chops, like some, uh, like chopping guitar that some of like the harder post hardcore bands do. Plus it's like not no shade to that style of music, but it's like, it's like, who wants to go do what everyone else is doing yeah you're not gonna stand out that way at all yeah so it's like you know i i I can complain about being the only pop punk band on the bill but we're gonna stand out more in people's minds which is ultimately a good thing if we're the only band that sounds a little bit different from everyone else on the show you know definitely and i like how you guys have uh was it two or three singers i heard in some of your songs uh sean is our lead singer adam sings about 20 percent, and christian has sung like a verse okay. <laughs> when are you gonna get aj on the beat <laughs> aj can sing and he can write too we, there's a keyboard right here i don't know if you can see it but he's really good at like oh, thank you, playing thank you. like yeah. classical piano and writing he writes raps too 
Dude, he, he could be like your uh, ghost yeah. writer. I need then age. I need age. <laughs> when Sean's out of ideas, but Sean's never out of ideas. Sean's so. never <laughs> too many ideas of anything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I always say like, I was like, I always say like, once he has his, his like songs together, I'm like, I'm going to make him open for us. Let's go. That'd be I'd love to open, yeah. touring with your best friend sounds like the dream. Oh yeah. I can't wait to go on tour, dude. We have like, we have a bus like ready to go that uh, Christian's family helped out with, but like, like everything I've got lists of 20 venues we can hit up. I'm still researching bands, but let's like, it's like every we've got music ready. We still rehearse. Like everything's ready to go. We've got the fans that want to see it live. We yeah. just can't do anything, which sucks because it's like I'm and it's like a lot of bands that got they got it taken away from them, and we kind of built it up while everything was already gone, and now we're just kind of waiting. It's like yeah, but I mean at least you're taking advantage of your current situation. Like you know that social media is kind of the way that bands have to build their following now. And it's awesome that you guys are uh, taking advantage of that and like doing it to the best of your ability. Cause I mean, that's really all you can do right now. Are you guys on TikTok? Yeah, we, so we just got on TikTok too, and we're trying to learn how to be good at it. I feel like TikTok is the first form of social media where I'm like on it and I'm like, don't get this but like everything else i've understood but tiktok every time i try i'm like oh but maybe that's just like me being older i don't know i'm not that old i'm 20 well i know that uh mag park like what they've been doing is they just um like put their music video on like every day like they just upload a video Mm -hmm. of the same because eventually if you upload enough content on tiktok at least one of those videos is gonna like that's kind of how they started building their following i feel like is through tiktok because one other one other videos of like sick of it all kind of blew up oh yeah no i saw the it got like a hundred thousand in a day or something yeah on tiktok and they're one of their guys tristan is like really kind of talented at the behind the scenes and marketing side of their band and i i kind of you know owe a lot to i used to know them and you know and Josh and I were in a band together and like, I owe a lot to like seeing how Tristan operated even just in the short time that we like worked together. And I've, I did, a, I, you know, things were weird when we stopped playing music, but yeah. like everything's good now. And I'm like, honestly, I took a lot from him, like seeing how he operates and I've kind of applied it to myself. Yeah. I, have I mean, so much respect for that band. It's cool to see you and Josh still hang out too. Cause I saw you posted a picture with him recently. Oh, that video that I sent you today. Josh was the I, one that filmed it. Oh, I haven't even gotten a chance to look at it. I was on the phone with my parents about auto oh, insurance good. right before this uh, this call. Yeah, we just shot a video for our next single, which is going to feature a big artist. I'm not. A, when's this coming out? <laughs> but I'm not allowed to say who it's who it is yet. But we just filmed a video for that, and Josh from Magnolia Park was the guy that shot it. Nice. We also did a live stream concert. Uh, back on Halloween and we went all out on it. Like all the bells and whistles got good mixing, good nice. lights, multiple camera angles. And Josh was one of the camera operators again. Like, like, yeah, we're cool for sure. That's sweet. Yeah. We've been ep- together for a long time. So yeah, this episode will probably come out Friday. If you're listening to this, it's probably Friday. Cause tomorrow I'm going to listen to it at work. Like the uncut version. 
Mm-hmm. And then I like, uh, I usually just edit out like little, like small pauses and ums. And if I, if I stick my foot in my mouth and say something that like, I don't want people to hear, I'll edit that out. <laughs> like, oh, he's going to get canceled. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> hopefully there's not a whole lot of that though. Um, yeah, of course. Like some episodes are like, oh, I, I made like two edits and some are like, wow, I really edited out like 20 minutes. Cause we just talked about the same thing over and over again. <laughs> well, I feel like I stutter a lot. So, you know. My apologies ahead of time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we. I feel like we kind of all do. We're none of us are uh, professional talkers. It's it's just. Jack, I'm a drummer. This is why I don't talk. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I'm in the back. Yeah. yeah. So tell us about uh, your drumming career. Like when you started drumming, your influences. Okay, um, my influences are a little different than you know most people that play my kind of music AJ knows this like so when I was like 11 I want to say I I got really 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 into the Jonas Brothers when I was like 11 dude Um, (laughs) they're fire they the Jonas Brothers are kind of like they are pop punk dude at least they were not like anymore yeah yeah but like they were like they were like the g-rated like fallout boy you know they were like fallout boy for kids I liked them as when I was growing up and at like at my age where like you know like i was still very much a kid i wasn't a teenager yet that music really appealed to me and it made me want to learn drums and i saw them and i took like 6 weeks of drum lessons maybe a little more and i learned like the bare basics of you know like what a kick and snare is and just the basics of how to move around a kit and then once i learned what every sound was and you know i could make out what someone was playing when i listened to a song as far as drums i just kind of self-taught everything from there by learning how to play the first three jonas brothers albums and that's how i learned drums and i credit so much to like them (laughs) i mean that's that's an interesting way to learn how to drum i'll give it to you because they their music was very much like you know, the sa- like the same kind of drum beats you hear in their earlier music are the same things you would hear in an all-time low song. Yeah. Dude, your, your 3000 may be one of the best songs of all time. <laughs> <laughs> you know that they didn't write that song? Like, that's a cover. Oh, that's fine. On. You know Don't Busted? That. Well, no, that's, that was a Busted song originally. That's fine. It bangs. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to ruin it. And the Busted version's like PG-13. And then they cleaned it up. Ah. Hey. Yeah. I'd like to see the I'd like to see the PG thirteen version of that song by the Jonas Brothers like, someday. And your great great granddaughter is looking fine instead of doing fine or something. Just like, like dang, okay, kind of different lyric changes. They couldn't get horny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mickey wouldn't approve. You know, that's yeah, chill. They're, they're getting guess, canceled from Disney if if they <laughs> looking fine in there. But I guess from there, you know, the obvious. Um, transition out of that as i got older was just you know i don't want to use the word more mature because i'm not going to sit here and say like all time low is mature or anything but like what about big time rush slightly (laughs) (laughs) no (laughs) me and sean fight about this all the time (laughs) but like you know like i kind of got into pop punk because that was the like you know the more teenage version of what i was into as a kid and i've kind of it's been my bread and butter ever since. Like, all yeah, it was like my favorite band ever. Seen them nine times. Like, yeah, all because of that. Yeah, yeah, I like all time low too. My my music taste was probably, I mean, I you're wearing a Foo Fighter shirt. That was the first concert I went to. Oh, they were, 
they were they're very tight live i think they were having an off night when i saw them because they kind of just stood there and i'm like this, this is not the performance that i've seen on tv really um, but they sounded very tight yeah they, they're, they're definitely one of my favorite like just like modern mainstream rock bands like yeah the best one. that makes that- that concert was crazy. I think I was 13 or 14 and Rise Against opened up for him too. Nice. And I was just like, I didn't know at the time that I was at like probably one of the better concerts I was going to be at. Like, yeah. I mean, those are two big names right there. Um, Dave Grohl is just like, like he's a genius. You can't really say anything. Like he does no wrong. No, like, I I don't really like his new stuff. I don't like what the Foo Fighters are doing right now. Their last no. two singles, no. I did, just I wasn't a thing. fan of like their last record, Sonic Highways, which came out just a couple of years ago. Though that was that nice. Was, like, the, one of the greatest pieces of music of the past like ten years. Like it was and insane. the show, the show that they did with it yeah. was really cool. Oh too. my gosh, that was insane. Do you know I what we're lo- talking about, would... Colin? No idea. Well, okay, so the Foo Fighters had this album called Sonic Highways where they went to all these different cities where uh, like like a certain genre kind of like start, got its start. So they went to like, what, they go to Chicago, they went to Nashville, they went to... New Orleans was a good episode. New Orleans, they went to... Did they go to Seattle? They had to have gone to Seattle. I right? think they went to Seattle, they went to LA, yeah. they went to New York, and they recorded one song, you know, in each city. Influence. yeah it was really cool and then they made That's cool then they made like a docuseries about it I, they recorded with a uh, zach brown band in one of the episodes didn't they, Did they? i missed that that's because cool, because zach brown band has an album called uh the Grohl sessions and it's just like them two recording together one of the songs on there is like actually really good like dave dave Grohl, i'm pretty sure is playing guitar on it and it sounds nice i think i've never I'm completely missed that. I need to look. look at it's that. sweet, but uh, Sonic Highways, like great album. I love the concept of it, and that the album artwork on that is some of my favorite album artwork I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, it's so creative. It kind of mixes in every kind of major landmark or whatever from each city. You know. Yeah, it is pretty cool. Into one album cover, so. and then I'm pretty sure you could order like nine different vinyls that took up each like nine different squares of the album cover. And then you, and then you, I mean, I don't know who the hell would buy nine of, I mean, unless you're just the biggest. No, no, it's things like that. That's making vinyl come back by they're making it cool with things like that. again. It is outselling CDs. I mean, CDs are, I don't understand how CDs will ever come back, but vinyl is crazy. Yeah. I buy certain CDs only because I have a car that has a CD player and radio, but I don't have a Bluetooth thing for it right (laughs) now. And I don't have a, of ox thing or whatever so i've just been buying like cds and it's weird. oh i feel you i feel you there years. <laughs> but I do what you gotta do but yeah no vinyls are even if like people collect vinyl and don't even have a record player because they're just cool pieces of art you know yeah yeah i mean i bought a couple records before i even had a record player i my first record i bought was homesick by day to remember just because that was like one of my favorite albums of all time and the album artwork was like really cool and i was like you know what I want to hear this. Let me let me buy that record player real quick. Yeah, that no, that is I I have one um one record. I have American Idiot on vinyl, and I mean it's a good that, one. That's another one of those bands like that album alone. Kind of, I would say shaped some of my music taste too. Oh yeah, 
that is that's my favorite album of all time like that album means so much to me and, and just like how easy green day is to play on guitar a lot of the time that's <laughs> that's kind of like what made me want to like learn how to play guitar because i was like man like punk rock's not that hard to play on guitar like well that's why like bands like green day and blink are always kids like you hear so many people's stories of like how blink and green day influenced so many people it's because you know like every band that out of that scene started as a blink or green day cover band because their yeah. songs are easy <laughs> and so you know of course they're going to be like a huge influence people are going to everyone's covering basket case you know everyone's covering all the small things you, you got to give it to tom and billy joe though for making just like the most simple songs that are just so catchy and so iconic like yeah yeah <coughs> excuse me no for sure i've never blink has never been one of my favorite pop punk bands though i like them but like they just they've never like when i think of pop punk and like my favorite pop punk bands they're never a band that comes to my mind and i know i'm in the minority there but i like them they're in my like if i was to look at my spotify top 10 of all time i think they're number five okay but is i like, paint number one? Oh yeah i just had you guys on repeat Sorry. every single day Thanks for the like zero 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 point one cent. Appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. Fun. Okay. Yeah, I've heard that Spotify doesn't like pay their artists like worth shit. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you get big, it pays off. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. I said something about Taylor Swift, like not joining, and she paid the price. Yeah. No. Like Taylor Swift, what? Like none of her music was on Spotify for like the first like four years of Spotify like existing or something. She refused. Why? Because it was going to hurt her record sales because no one was going to buy her record. And, you know, it's harder to, you know, make money that way. Yeah. But I mean, it, to my knowledge, I think that, you know, the music money in the music industry is in touring anyway. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I was listening to a, um, that podcast armchair expert I was telling you about, they hadn't, they had one with Halsey and she was like, yeah, I signed my first record label for a hundred thousand dollars. And now I'm like, okay, that's like not enough for me to actually like, I have to tour. Like I have to slave away yeah. for like all year, pretty much to make. Yeah. Money. And the record label is going to take all of the money made from yeah. the music. They're going to give you a lump sum up front, a lump sum of money up front if they're a big label so that you don't have to go get a job and that you can work full yeah. time but they're you're not so they're going to give you this money like up front but you're not going to continue to see like revenue constantly flowing in from streaming unless you're you know that's why you can benefit from being an independent band because anything that you get like there's no label taking a part of it it all goes to you but then there's the downside of you know you might not be as big if you're an independent band so the money won't be flowing in as consistently either way so it's kind of like this. We, I feel like we make a couple hundred bucks every month off of streaming. And, um, you know, it's obviously not a couple hundred for four people. Isn't enough for it to be our full-time jobs. Yeah. So, and uh, you know, we'd have to like quadruple our numbers, our streaming numbers for it to be that way. But it is cool to like, be getting consistent money every month that we can throw back into the band yeah so that at least the band kind of feels like it's free like we don't have to like take the money that we used to pay our bills to fund the band you know so there are still certain ways that you can really benefit from even that 
zero 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 point one whatever it is like you know, yeah yeah you know i mean like, you you guys have let's see i'm on spotify right now you guys started releasing music on spotify in 2018 it looks like and i mean you i mean for being still a pretty new band i mean you said you've been with the band for a year now yeah actually just hit my literal year mark like last week i mean songs that are coming out in 2020 you've got a quarter of a million streams on three different songs. I mean, that's got to feel pretty good. It does. And I'd never realistically thought I'd ever like be able to say that. And yeah, you know, and it's a, you, I, you, I have to credit like Sean for a lot of that. Cause he knows how to write a really catchy pop punk song. Like I am so freaking lucky to work with him. Like he's so talented. And then when you mix like, you know, what he does kind of with what like my kind of second passion is, which is like the behind the scenes aspect. We're like a great yeah. team, you know, like, and we work so well together in that aspect. And yeah. it really kept me going through quarantine. Like I didn't, I was quarantined at my parents' house. And I didn't leave further than the mailbox for like four months. Like <laughs> anyone living in that house did not leave past the mailbox. And just having nothing to do, my work was closed, like having nothing to do but work on band promo all day, every day in my house, like literally saved me from like going insane during that time. Like it was awesome. Yeah. So, you know, something good to come out of a bad situation, I guess. Yeah. I mean, doing what you can, we're all just doing what we can. Exactly. Real. See this, this is some, this is fun. This is something we can still do during a pandemic, you know, like this is great. This yeah. Is po fun. I mean, podcasting has been one of my favorite things to do since the pandemic for sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah. 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 For sure. Like, is it how many right. podcasts have you been on so far? Um, four. Nice. And I'm about to do another one, and then I'm about to start my own. Which hey, we'll see how that goes. I kind of just wanna. I want the topic to be like, the topic is centered around what it takes to reach your dreams, mm -hmm. and I'll kind of just talk to any anyone in the arts industry, whether you're a painter an actor, an actress, a singer, a musician, a photographer. And we can kind of just relate stories on how we both, you know, are trying to succeed in our dreams and how we can relate to each other, even if it's two completely different forms of art. And yeah. that's kind of what I want the podcast to be about. So I'm excited to get that started. Yeah, dude, I'll give it a listen. Is it uh... yeah, with him too? He's going to be, he's going to be with me on that. Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah. <laughs> AJ, tell us about, uh, tell us about like your kind of musical experience growing up and like, <clears throat> well, I was, uh, I was classically trained for seven years on the piano, but that was from eight to 13. And then mm -hmm. I dropped it off for a long time, you know, during high school, I tried acting, you know, and singing. That's where I learned to sing because I did drama and then, uh, I did theater. Uh, and then I left high school, got a normal job, and, and then I got a, a pretty decent normal job, you know, salary and at a restaurant. And uh, I realized this isn't what I want to do. Uh, yeah. So I need to, I, it was time for me to dig up the piano. And so it's really been sort of like rediscovering, like I still have a lot of my ability, but it's like, I still do, I really, like, I know that I would have been farther along in my journey to you know in this instrument if i had uh, continued but that's not stopping me I, I i i'm trying to you know come up with 
songs so hopefully i can open for these guys too yeah hey, yeah yeah that sounds nice i'm excited to see you guys do going forward and i mean hopefully you guys can tour soon i like we told josh when he was on the pod if we're ever in florida we'll let you know because we'd Let's love go. to go i'm trying to i want to get a show together with magnolia park soon like that'd be so fun yeah like, that would that would be nice i can't yeah. wait to tour like we get messages every day from people like Hey, come here, come here. A lot of come to Brazil for some reason, which I'm honestly don't think we'll be able to get to Brazil anytime soon. But like that would be like, sick. I can't wait to just like meet these people face to face and like thank them for the support. Cause like it's like it's like, yeah, I still have like a regular job and whatever, but I do to an extent feel like a lot of my dreams have like come true this year, even during a pandemic. So like, you know, I can't wait to like actually meet these people and like shake their hand when it's okay to shake hands and you know just be like yeah thank you so much for like giving a crap about this pop punk band (laughs) you know have you ever had the feeling like you were sitting there like man this isn't working out like i'm gonna have to go like give up music like have you ever felt like that at all like have you ever had to go through a hard time like that dude like okay no disrespect to any anyone because everyone involved in what i'm about to talk about is like very nice people it's just like you know in my old band you know that is kind of why i quit my old band that i was in for so long is because i got to that point of like like i am waste like wasting my time here because it's kind of like like a band is only going to be as strong as its weakest link and when you've got multiple people that you know are only in it for fun like it's gonna hold you back when you're trying to make a career out of it and i it gave me towards the end like a lot of anxiety because i was like oh my god like at that point i was like i'm 22 like i'm not like 17 anymore like i need to like like am i doing this or am i not and you know i started to really like I was depressed about it. I don't think I realized that I was depressed about it though. Cause I think like to be in a local band, like, and I've heard other artists say this too, like you kind of have to be delusional and like tell yourself that it's working even when it's not. Yeah. <laughs> Cause the moment you start to say it's not working, then you fucking, or excuse me, I don't know if I can curse on here, like go for freak it out. And like, you know, <laughs> so I always had to just tell myself like, no, it's fine. We're doing great. But when it when I ultimately left like I realized like how much I was like lying to myself for a long time I feel like mm-hmm. and I so yeah I definitely felt that like oh like I'm wasting my time like joining Ivy Paint kind of like literally saved me I was contemplating kind of like accepting the fact that drumming was only going to be a hobby for me yeah and I'm so glad that that's not that didn't end up being the case like I am still a year later actively pursuing music just you know in a different setting. <laughs> yeah, I I was one of those people that in junior high I did music for fun and like it's always been my dream like to like make it big like in the music cuz I was I was in a band in junior high like we wrote songs and we were like recording and I I just I don't really know what happened. I just I it was it's like one of the biggest regrets I've ever had is quitting that band because now that because the band that i left is still recording music and they're like they went on tour and like they're on streaming platforms and like i see them and i see how much fun they're having i'm like man i should have never given up on that dream yeah i agree with you on that (laughs) yeah but luckily so 
the the production behind them is their guitarist and backup vocalist mickey he mm-hmm. he has agreed to uh help me produce an album uh to come out by the end of the year just because of like just for fun what because kind of music I, it's gonna be pop punk and like i kind of want to throw like some post-hardcore like metalcore in there too i want to be like a day to remember yeah, I mean that is my favorite band of all time. But I I also I also don't have the voice that Jeremy McKinnon has. Well, I mean, who does? I mean <laughs> I, he I knew like right like the first time I heard him sing and uh if it means a lot to you, I was like, holy shit, that's one of the best voices I've ever heard in my life. Straight up, dude. Even like like I showed that song to like my dad, who's like a like a classic rock elitist, and he was like it's like I, this is great. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, he, he's good. I mean, we're I'm gonna mix around like with because uh, I think most of his vocals are doubled, right? He, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, almost all bands like yeah, that are doubled, so. yeah. I I was watching a YouTube video on like how to sound like Dave Grohl. They're like, all right, first step, double your vocals because that's what every band does, <laughs> and do six harmonies with yourself. Like yeah. yeah, but but I feel like Jeremy McKinnon is just like he's so precise and he like makes it sound. I I, I don't even know how to describe it. It's just so good. It's like it's like the first time I heard the Beatles. <laughs> you know. Say that to my mom. She'll be so mad. <laughs> yeah. She loves the that's what that's from super bad. Me and Colin were watching that. Colin surprised me this week because we live four hours away. Uh oh, really? he, yeah, he just showed up at my door on uh Aww. on Friday night. I was like, Holy shit, that's Colin. I didn't think it was him at first. I was like, who the hell is that coming through my door? <laughs> what a sweet friend you are, Colin. Thanks, man. Respect. Yeah. AJ, I hope that you do that for me someday. I will. <laughs> let's go but we, we watched we had a good <laughs> yeah. weekend we watched super bad later that night and one of the scenes was uh jonah hills talking and he's like have you ever heard that guy's voice it's like the first time i heard the beatles <laughs> i haven't seen super bad in so long we almost watched it the other night you yeah. were suggesting it but it's my favorite comedy of all time yeah. yeah it was nice i, I we were sauced we we're like this sounds nice right now it's so nice we even we even tried watching max keebler Keeble's big Max, Max, Max Keeble. <laughs> I thought you said Max Keeble, like Max Keeble's big move. That is what we're talking about. That's no way. We oh, watched that the big... other night. <laughs> Yo, we, we just watched that. Let's that go. Was, that was, was, we were watching it. We we're like, I was like, first thing I was just like, why does the movie look like this? Like it, like, <laughs> like something's like wrong with the picture or something. Just the image of the movie and the feel of it. It's like, brightened and like enhanced or something and then out of nowhere tony hawk has like a cameo i thought that was the funniest thing ever (laughs) no okay two things about that movie first of all i was realizing as i was watching i was like wow when i was watching this i was a kid and i was perceiving you know like i look at max keeble and i'm like oh he's literally a baby like i was just like oh he was like this cool dude when i was a kid and i'm like oh he's literally like got a squeaky voice the other thing is like there's like this movie is insane. Like they have like an ice cream man that's chasing him down the street every day in his ice cream yeah. truck, like trying to run him over. And there's like a bunch of bystanders just seeing this happen and nobody bats an eye that there's just this ice cream man just chasing this kid every day. Like, yeah, what? they don't, they don't really make movies like that anymore. No, they don't like just like 
crazy stupid move like good burger like just those stupid dude budget, good like, burger <laughs> i had that on dvd i had good burger on dvd as a kid and every single road trip we went on we're like all right let's pop in good burger come on yo good burger is so funny but he's just the things that he says he's like so solid he's like, i was like what, what is the line he says like He's like, I don't remember what my dad looks like either, but at least I get to see him every day. <laughs> what? Or he's reading the the contract with the restaurant. He goes, mm, yeah, yeah, I know some of these words. I know some of these words. <laughs> That's oh, a good meme. That's like, he's like, I, I'm Heather. Really? My mom's name is Heather. Really? No. <laughs> what? It's just, I just remember like when I was a kid, that was like the funniest thing I've ever seen. Like, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, every time I watch it, I'll crack up. That movie is so good. Uh, what else do you guys like like to watch or do in your free time outside of uh, the music? South Park. Park. Lots of South Park. South Park, okay. Do you guys watch South Park? I watched it a lot, like, junior high, like, early high school. Um, Dude, Randy Marsh, spirit animal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm moving soon. I'm going to get a big, like, framed picture of Randy just to put in my room. All right. Yeah, awesome. go for it. What do you watch? You watch uh, Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty is yeah, a good one. Good. Uh, what else? Game of Thrones. Oh, Game of Thrones, baby. I haven't watched Game of Thrones I've like seen through, it and four through. Times through and through. Times through and through. How do you How do you feel about the last two seasons? Uh, I didn't mind the one before the last so much yeah. as the last. Yeah, uh, that, I think means, everyone can kind of hop on board. The last one didn't meet everyone's expectations. Yeah, I sort of just, you know, tell myself it, that it's, you know, that's just the way it's meant to happen. But <laughs> even though yeah. I'm like, yo, this could have not happened if you just wrote it better. It just it just seemed like everything I wanted to happen just like did like the complete opposite happen. Like, right. I don't want to see that's their theme, you know, like Red Wedding style. Yeah, but that, that was that was actually good. Like, there's there was just a difference. It's true. There. It was that was great. Yeah, Red Wedding. I think that's where the books ended, right? No, I think uh, there's five. No, books. no, the books ended right before the uh, last season. Like that was unwritten. He did it, so they made the show with. Uh, I think the seventh season's also not like in the books. Oh, seventh as well. Okay, so yeah, I know the there's five books, so I don't know if it's only the first five seasons, but I know there's only five books. Hmm. Have you do, do you still have that collection didn't you buy the collection colin you have all of them i just stopped reading them after the shitty ending i kind of lost interest yeah <laughs> and they're just like 1300 pages i'm like there there is i don't think there's ever going to be a show that has like such a grip on pop culture and then like with just like such a short amount of time just like completely low. like no one it's it, it became so irrelevant so fast yeah that's yeah. true yeah that is true. Like one day you were hearing all about it, and then the next day it was like nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I guess that kind of goes back to talking about people's attention spans being, you know, my attention spans are- terrible. I dude, I can't even sit. If I like do work at my desk for like ten minutes, I'm like, all right, there's a there's a five minute TikTok break right there. <laughs> Literally, dude. I yeah. feel like I'm so lucky that TikTok is slow on my phone, so it makes me not want to use it. Because <laughs> if it wasn't, yo, I'd probably be on there way too much. Like that's probably why I don't get it because I just get frustrated because it freezes on my phone all the time. So I just turn it off. That's not a bad thing. I, I waste a lot of time on there. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird because people have either five second attention span for TikTok or they have, you know, the attention span for an entire three hour podcast. It's like it totally yeah. varies. It I think it really has to do with what you're passionate about 
like I love doing this podcast, so like I can I could do this for hours. But right, no, I love TikTok. Same, the people that have short attention spans might also listen to podcasts. Weirdly enough, as short as their attention spans. Oh, okay. So I get what you're saying. They still enjoy some things in long term, but uh, as I guess as long as it's engaging. Yeah, they just like good. Just like good content. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. So uh, I guess we gotta. I don't know. I think we're making pretty good content right now. So yeah. Oh yeah. Music has got to be my favorite content. Yo, I could talk about music literally all day because there's so many different topics in music that you could talk about. It's just an endless type of thing. Like I love it. Like, like I want to ask you. Okay, big you know elephant in the room type of question that comes up in every pop punk conversation. What do you guys think of the new MGK album? Um, I really liked it like the first few times I listened through it and mm. then all of a sudden I didn't want to listen to it anymore. I feel you. Like if I just would have listened to it like twice and just given it a river, like this is good. Like this is like the pop punk that we've been missing. Like Travis Barker did a really good job. And then I realized I was like, I've heard this a million times. Yeah. I feel you. Like it definitely, it doesn't sound like it's like, pushing boundaries in any way like yeah it probably it probably sounds really new and fresh to people that have never heard pop punk before right but like to people like you and i that clearly are seasoned and listening to the genre like it's like yep this is blink you yeah know? i mean you can you can very vividly hear travis barker's influence so like i mean it's not just his influence he's literally drumming like you can yeah, tell he's, yeah he's a producer and the drummer on it but i mean he's been working with a lot of those artists and even the ones that still have the Travis Barker drum staple on it don't sound like Blink songs. You yeah. Know? But like the the MGK ones like really do. Yeah. I mean, I saw a tweet where it was like MGK just put out the uh, the best Blink-182 album since Blink-182's <laughs> Blink last good album or something like that. There's this, there's this one kind of thing that I'm thinking about. Like MGK's, I worry that like, you know, because he comes from the rap scene, right? And he... I mean, and you can touch on this too if you want to like chime in, but like I the, my only worry with him is not so much about his music, but the fact that he comes from a scene that thrives off of like beef and stuff and like yeah. having that like that like attitude that like isn't really accepted that much in like this type of scene. And like if people start acting like assholes, it kind of gets shut down pretty quickly. And I just like he he already started like kind of going in interviews and slamming all the warp tour bands that have been grinding for years because he's like they don't dress like rock stars there. I'm like I'm like, dude, you've been a, in the rock scene for like five minutes, like chill. Yeah, like, and you're like, dating Megan Fox. You can dress like, however you want. Yeah, he's like I'm, he's just like kind of trying to bring in this like shit talking kind of attitude into a scene that I feel like has become, you know, like. I don't want to say PC, but like, you know, everyone kind of respects each other in the scene yeah. for the most part. And I like that about our scene versus other scenes, you know? And it's like, I, I just fear that like, he's going to, maybe it needs it. And maybe, you know, you do need stars and rock stars and he's clearly a star, but like, I just fear that like he bring, he's going to bring a negative conversation into the scene. Uh, I hear, really I hear what you're saying. I guess we'll see what happens. At the same time, like controversy, uh can really bring out popularity so you know people like talking about rappers having like rap beef and stuff like that like obviously it it could be fake and all that stuff but it 
it really gets people talking. So oh, yeah, it's true. All yeah. publicity is good publicity type exactly. of thing. Exactly. It just yeah. makes me feel like it, it might be scheming. People are talking more about that than they are about the music. That's where it becomes a problem. Yeah. And I just that's my only fear with it. Yeah, I I guess I at the bare minimum I can really appreciate that there's like this whole new generation of kids that didn't grow up on the punk rock and like pop punk that I grew up on mm-hmm. and like now they're hearing it for the first time they're like holy shit there's like it I wish that I could hear like a data member for the first time again and like I'm happy right. that I'm happy that the younger generation's getting to do that because it really was a dying like it's a up until like the last couple years like pop punk has kind of been like on the decline like I can appreciate that he's bringing some like good light onto it at least yeah and a lot of other people are too like I feel like one of the reasons it started to fall off is because everyone kind of started doing the same thing and like nobody was really doing anything that was different. It's like, you know, yeah. Billy Eilish, it's like, whether you like Billy Eilish or not, what she's doing didn't sound like what a lot of other people are doing. So it stood out. And I feel like that's happening a lot again for the first time in a while in the scene. Like you look at people like Youngblood who are like pushing the genre in a new direction and like really pushing the boundaries of, like what you can do and what is yeah. allowed and he is very he is a very fresh sound like yeah nothing i listened to by him i feel like i'd heard before like he exactly. he definitely has that punk influence but then he also brings like a whole new side of pop to it and maybe it's just because he's also in like he grew up in the uk where like he has a different perspective on mm-hmm. that because like being in america like we don't really know what the rock scene is like in in england like yeah I just I respect people like him who are who are willing to like you know do like dangerous stuff or like stuff that's not playing it safe because like whether it's like you know you're just playing like a guitar bass drums and it's and it's like you know the four chords and distorted and like the punk formula punk is also like you know an attitude and a state of mind and yeah. being dangerous and it's like and he's doing that and he's like not playing it safe. And he's like, he's like walking on stage wearing a dress and like, yeah. And he's singing about topics that nobody's talking about in the scene. And it's like, he's doing cool synth stuff. Same with like water parks, the band. And I'm like, you know, yeah. this is people that are like doing new things that are, I, that give me hope for the scene for the first time in like a long time. And I would, and it's kind of inspiring me. Too. yeah like like i said i'm only, i only write so much for ivy paint but i've I, me and sean talk a lot about like oh we're gonna experiment with maybe some you know electronic midi beats and some verses or some synth here and there and like you know kind of you know we're getting very inspired by all this new you know boundary pushing versions of pop punk that's coming out right now yeah and this is this kind of comes to mind for me too so there's always been like rap rock like you could say like lincoln park is kind of rap rock you could say the beastie boys are kind of or like even rage against the machine like yeah. they have but now what i'm seeing is that like some of these established punk like pop punk or post hardcore whatever you want to call them those bands they're taking popular rappers and they're letting them feature in their songs and that's so like i did i never thought that it would work well together but like it is it is like and the also thing is like all those bands you just like kind of mentioned those are rock bands that are taking rap influence. Yeah. Like, you know, the Beastie Boys and, um, you know, Linkin Park especially. But now you're seeing rappers that are taking rock influence. But yeah. It's still a rap song with some rock influence. Whereas mm-hmm. the other, everything you just mentioned before was still very much like 
it's a rock band there's just yeah. some rap in here now we're seeing the reverse of that and it's interesting because like i feel like it's just like it's gonna help it's gonna help a dying scene and it's gonna hopefully bring in some people that maybe are exposed to it because they listen to rap and kind of transition over into it and now maybe we'll start to see like you know when touring comes back like some rock bands touring with rap artists like we saw um in 2014, we had a Fallout Boy tour with Wiz Khalifa. We That's had, cool. you know, we we saw Blink 182 tour with uh, Lil, Wayne. Lil Wayne. Yeah, I know a buddy ago. that went to that concert. Yeah, but didn't he quit on it? He just like, yeah, he's like, like this like, ain't my swag and left. But you know that you know I don't. He gave that, it a shot. Yeah, I mean, but I I think that you know they were maybe a, those both of those tours. I think the Wiz Khalifa one actually went over pretty well. But both of those tours were just a little bit before their time. If you were to do a tour like that now with how, you know, mixed and fluid everything's becoming, like, I think like it would go over pretty well. Like, yeah. Like imagine like a day to remember touring with trippy red. Let's go. Like, come on. It'd be cool. It would be so awesome. Or like, you see like, like Travis Scott touring with like, I don't know, fall out boys. <laughs> like, that'd be cool. Like, like yeah. you know, and I feel like with the way things are now and with the way Spotify is and playlists are the new radio and everything's so mixed, like nobody's kind of being sticking to like one genre anymore. Yeah. Like 20 years ago or 15 years ago or even 10 years ago, and still to this day, there are some, but not a lot, like just those those gatekeepers that are like, if it's not punk, I don't like it. Like yeah but for the most part that's not around anymore and so i feel like it's going to open the door for a lot of cool tours that couldn't even happen like five years ago yeah like imagine we see like mgk opening for blink 182 and they also bring out like like two other rappers or something i feel like a uh mgk blink 182 like trippy red and then ian dior concert would be legendary because those are two trippy red's coming out with his rock album here in like two weeks i think Ian Dior's worked with Travis Barker and on multiple occasions, MGK worked with Travis. Like, I don't know. I think that even though those are like all their like separate genres, I still think that those mix really well together. Yeah. Especially as, like I said, it's like, as it couldn't happen a couple of years ago, cause this, the same people that liked this style of music didn't like this style of music, mm -hmm. but now everyone's kind of liking everything, which kind of, it no, it opens the door to making, every show you go to look like, you know, the iHeartRadio Music Festival, where it's just like yeah. four completely different artists. Like you, you've got like, you know, the Foo Fighters and then like Maroon 5 and then Kesha all on the same bill and everyone eats it all up. It's yeah. like, I feel like we're going to get a lot more things like that in the future, which I'm excited to see you oh, know, what that's sure. going to be like. Instead of going to a show where all four bands sound the same. Yeah. You know, so I I'm, you know, I'm really looking forward to seeing what comes of that and maybe, and you know, how we can fit into that. And, you know, maybe yeah. our first couple of tours, we go out with some artists that sound nothing like us. Yeah. You know, who knows? <laughs> it's, you know, it's worth a try. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't, I haven't seen, you know, many people talking about doing it. So, you know, we'll see what happens. Won't we? Yeah. Um, Let's see. We are at about an hour. Do you guys want to do like our weekly challenges? Let's um, do it. AJ, hey, get in here. <laughs> weekly challenges. This is this is where the fun begins, right here. This is where all we right. get some things off our chest. I got all three of them ready. All right, Colin. Let's let's. What do you want to start with? Your blow dart or your babe? 
I'll start with Blowdart. Um, Let's hear it. my Blowdart of the week is just the uh, myth that eight hours a week or eight hours of sleep is just like what you, all you need because I can get eight, nine hours or even six hours of sleep. And I feel like the next day I'm just tired as hell. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Literally, like two nights ago, I went to sleep at like 11, woke up at like my usual time right right before eight o'clock and like felt normal. Then last night I fell asleep at like 1230, just still tired. I'm like, dude, this is a scam. Might as well just pull an all nighter every night. You know, if I'm going to be tired when I wake up, it's like, so like, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of done trying to get to sleep like early early to try to get eight hours sleep because i feel like half an hour hour doesn't really make a difference so you know whoever made up the eight hour scam it's a bullshit i heard that as long as you're like setting a schedule and like getting the roughly the same amount of sleep every night Mm -hmm. then it's like your body gets used to it but you know i've been working full-time since like last july i I still i haven't got used to it (laughs) i i think i think that each like age group has like a window of this is the amount of sleep that you actually need every night to like still be able to function like correctly. And then here is like on the other end of the spectrum, if you get more than this amount of sleep, you can actually like do like, you can kind of reverse the effects. Like you can oversleep. Yeah. um, So like, that's why I go to bed super early. I'll definitely like realize that I also sleep in. Like, yeah, deep in that sleep, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. I'll pull a nine to nine sometimes, and I'll be like, Shit, well, I don't feel any more rested than if I just got like six hours of sleep. I actually feel the same. I feel more rested if I lay in my bed for like an hour and a half before I get up and do anything. Do you ever take like like a a midday nap at like two o'clock and you wake up at like four feeling like more tired than you used than you were when you went to bed, and like you're like, feel like you haven't had water and like. Twenty. <laughs> yeah, that's what I felt like today. Like Apparently, I literally woke up from a two-hour nap, and I was like, <gasps> "Like you know that scene in the SpongeBob movie when they're like crying out and yeah. dying? Like that's yeah. what I felt like when I woke up." You just like, put your head under the faucet. Yeah, literally, I was like, "What is this?" I think that that happens if like I'm like addicted to caffeine. So like if I drink oh, like yeah. two cups of coffee and then go to sleep, I'll wake up and I'll feel like crap. I do the caffeine addiction since I started working full time is like real. Like I will fill my 32 ounce mug up of coffee in the morning before I go to work. And then like three o'clock rolls around, I'm getting tired. I just like make some pre-workout, like <laughs> abusing, like literally just abusing caffeine to get me through the work day. Oh, we want to hear something. So my caffeine addiction came because my first job when I was like 17 or 18 or something, um, was at Dunkin' Donuts. And while we were on the clock, we could have all the free coffee. Jesus morning. Christ. So <laughs> I, I experimented a lot. Yeah, <laughs> I, here's I, here's five <laughs> shots of espresso in my already. Oh, cafe. yeah. <laughs> and I worked five days a week. So I was eight hours a day, five days a week, drinking coffee, every form of coffee you could imagine. I used to end up setting a timer on my phone to go off halfway through my shift. And I knew that was my time to take four espresso shots. Like I I abused it. But here's the thing. I had to clock in at like 4.35 a.m., you know, so I was like tired. So, you know, but then I would get home at three o'clock in the afternoon or whatever time it was, two o'clock, and then just crash after drinking caffeine all morning and yeah. i'm i've been an addict ever since yeah hey it it, it 
it's happened to the best of us, this caffeine, yeah. this weird caffeine addiction that we have. It could be worse. It could be addicted to a lot worse things. So, you know, at least that's true. <laughs> that's true. Um, my blow dart of the week has got to be um, how crowded the gyms are this time of year. I, I get off work at five every day and I go to the gym and literally every single like squat rack, every single bench press, like all the machines yep. are all taken. I'm like, well, I guess I'll just do like bicep curls until like something's open. It just makes me so mad, like for like the first month. And then you'll never see those people in the gym ever again. It's, <laughs> it's so cringe. I was probably one of them. I probably showed up once and decided it wasn't for me. Like I, I like applaud at least the effort that people are giving, but like mm-hmm. it makes it so much harder for like, I try to stay as fit as I can. Like it makes it so much harder for me to like even be motivated to go to the gym because I'm like, I'm going to have to fight like 40 people for the squat rack. That's yeah. like, keep my eye. <laughs> right. Cause like literally when I'm doing bicep curls, waiting for something, my eye is like locked onto the squat rack. Cause like the second someone leaves and they clean up their like station, I'm on it. I just, I used to go to planet fitness, but I got very like, and it's not like I was like, I'm not a big dude. I'm a, like a really like overly skinny dude. But like, I was just like, I was so self-conscious because there was like these huge like buff dudes all around me. And I'm like a twig, like trying to like lift like the smallest of weights. So I, I, I used to like wait until it was like really late to go. Yeah. Because I was like just so, so self-conscious. And then I just kind of gave up because I was like, I don't want to keep going at like midnight. Yeah. I, I mean, I feel... I like to con- like consider myself like at least some like pretty muscled up, but then there's other guys in the gym that like look like they've been taking like testosterone boosters and steroids that just like show me up. I'm like, Dan, he probably thinks I'm like just a little like puny little wimp compared to him. Literally story of my life, dude. <laughs> That's so I know, why I don't go anymore. <laughs> so I know what you mean. Yeah, for sure. There's always a bigger fish. Yeah, it's true. There's always going to be someone bigger and better than you, I guess. So, what's your guys' blow darts of the week? Blow darts of the week. Uh, Florida traffic. Ooh. All right. Okay, yeah. let's hear about it. Can't stand it. You know how long? How many miles? It if like my my, I have to drive to get to work. It's I have like, no idea. It's like four miles or something. Like four or five like miles, but it takes me sometimes in the morning, like forty minutes to get to work because jesus because nobody here knows how to drive correctly yeah and um if there was one bad thing i'd agree with about florida it's it's that (laughs) because i I love florida i don't ever want to move but i hate driving around here i don't blame you yeah aj good blow dart uh my blow dart is that i'm you know, I was originally happy for Walmart employees getting, you know, their wages increased because I think they get paid like 15 an hour. But now there's 30 aisles still. And instead of four, there's only two open. So, yeah. Yeah, that's my <laughs> long lines, traffic. It's all. Is that a COVID man. thing? or? Is- oh, checkout lines. Yeah, checkout lines. When there's, you know, 30, but only 30 aisles at Walmart, but only like one person working. Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of like unless I'm just getting a few things, I kind of refuse to go into Walmart to grocery shop. Like I'm just gonna get a like a pickup order now. Yeah, I always, yeah. I try to avoid them so much. Like I always just go to Walgreens for stuff. Like yeah, Walgreens is actually good. I want to start just going there. They honestly just like a baby supermarket and they have. Money. 
Yeah. Like, Did Anna piggyback stressful. off the uh, people at their cashiers? At Walmart, they're like, all right, uh, this slice of cheese, here's in the bag. And then they'd like take a new bag and like they put one item in every single bag. <laughs> Dude, I would realize that we were at Walmart the other day, contradicting the how I say I never go. But I was realizing that they were like, it was like a little thing of soap, like this big. And I was like, that's the only thing in the bag. Yeah, it's like, yeah like, you can just jam everything in it, in it as much as you like. I was like, like, I was like, well, that's why there's, you know, budget cuts because they need money for these extra bags. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it is. Bags are expensive. No shade, we no have shade a... to Walmart, though, and or, you know, actual shade to Walmart, but no shade to the, you know, the, the cashiers because, you know, they're working hard right now. Yeah. I'm sure things are weird right now over there. You know? Oh, definitely. Um, my babe of the week has got to be, uh, to my gaming setup because, um, I just moved into a new place and like, this is my first time. Like I've been like kind of buying like little things. Like I've got a new keyboard. Um, like I, I don't know. I've just like, I haven't actually seen it in all of its glory since I've kind of been bouncing around like between my parents' house and like my house in St. Louis and then like staying with my girlfriend's mom and her, like now that I have my own place, I get to like see my gaming setup, like what it's supposed to look like. I'm like, dang, like I've kind of spoiled, like I've kind of spoiled myself. Like I look like this looks like a pro setup I've gotten here. I, (laughs) it has all the, all the lights and everything, all the bells and whistles, but do you stream on Twitch or anything? um i do like every once in a while if like one of my friends can't play and he like wants to watch uh i'll i'll stream on discord like it pretty much anytime i'm playing by myself i just go ahead and stream on discord in case someone wants to like hop in and watch that's cool yeah you should join the ivy paint discord dude i'll hop on the (laughs) ivy paint discord right now word (laughs) i think i'm part of eight communities i'm part of the do you, are you familiar with poor Stacy? Uh, no. He he like started off as an emo rapper, I guess, but mm-hmm. all of his music and like his last album and everything he's been working with Travis Barker like for his singles. Mm-hmm. And like he's just like straight up rock now and it's like he's pretty good. He has a song with uh uh Fame on Fire. Oh, you're right. I do yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. Never mind. Yeah, I'm on. I heard that song recently. Yeah, their manager is local to us. Fame on Fire is like manager. Really? Like, yeah, I've been like, not so much me, but like our uh, singer has been like, you know, trying to talk to him and stuff. (laughs) Nice. Yeah, but um, what was I forget what I was gonna say? Sorry. (laughs) Let's uh, let's just continue off the babes of the week. You guys, you guys got anything? My baby, um, my new apartment that I haven't moved into yet, but it's like, <laughs> it's, I'm moving on the 30th and um, I'm simultaneously at the same time, like, um, like our, our fans have been like sending me, I posted like an address to like send stuff because they were asking for it in like our discord. And like, I've been getting like all these cool, like new decorations for, from like fans to like hang in my new room when I move. So I'm so excited to like set that all up and like, just like they're sending us like this, like Ivy paint memorabilia. Like someone sent like a, like a, someone drew like our head rush cover art and then wrote like 200,000 streams under it and stuff. Like I was like, I'm so excited to just like decorate my room with all this stuff that like people sent me. Like, like that's like my babe of the week. (laughs) Cause I'm just looking at all this stuff in the apartment that I'm in right now. I'm like, well, 
not gonna i'm about to move so i'm not gonna set all this up right now so i'm so excited yeah dude i that does sound cool. nice but moving into my i just moved into my place a week from yesterday like yeah a week from yesterday is when i moved mm-hmm. into here and like making a place your own is so important like i get why people become homebodies like once they're adults because like this is all this is where all my stuff is this is where oh I'm yeah i'm already like, feeling that like <laughs> pandemic or not like I've realized a difference in myself since like moving out of my parents' house. It's like, if people like hit me up and they're like, do you want to go to like out to eat? I'm like, no, <laughs> like, I don't, like you can come here. Like, I don't want to like, I don't, yeah. I feel like I'm turning into a hermit ever since I like, it's like, once you get your freedom, you kind of like, just kind of want to stay put and embrace your own castle. <laughs> I feel you there. I'm so excited to go to my new apartment. Like it, it's right behind disney too so like i'll be able to watch damn at night i'm excited to like the fireworks aren't happening right now at disney because of covid because i don't want to have a bunch of people like gather for fireworks and yeah but like once it does start happening i'm so excited to just like sit on the balcony that we have and just like watch the fireworks like yeah that's nice so cool just make my coffee at nine o'clock at night (laughs) (laughs) i'm so excited for that what about aj's is he in the room still uh, someone was knocking on the front door, I think. So I think he had to go answer it. It's all good. We can move. We oh, can move on AJ, to Baby of the Week. What? Baby of the Week. Uh, Megan Fox, because I didn't know she was dating MGK, and I just heard it now. <laughs> now it just makes me like just envious. <laughs> I'm just like, fuck, man. She was. Wait, you haven't seen the Bloody time. Valentine video? No, I haven't. Oh, yet. we're gonna do some homework after this. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't want to see her with him. I don't want to. <laughs> He's like, no, you're supposed to be with Shia LaBeouf. Supposed to be with me. <laughs> Colin, what about you? Did you already rattle off a babe of the week? I haven't yet. My babe of the week is uh, our crab rangoons. Nice, just yo. Just I've been getting that a lot. Straight. <laughs> so like, just cream cheese fried. Just I don't know. We had some tonight. Uh, my sister made some homemade stir fry with like uh, turkey meat instead of. Uh, chicken from a more uh, healthy option some mm-hmm. rice veggies and then i picked up some crab rangoons from chinese place just inhaled like four of them dude they're so just, good it's they're so good so like, like i've been eating chinese food a lot i'm not gonna lie so good <laughs> it's fire i don't blame it's you fire dude i love chinese food it's so not good for you i don't think but <laughs> well i'm gonna peace out i got some company but it's nice meeting y'all and yeah uh, dude hey, yeah thanks for thanks for joining yeah, thanks to you all guys and to the Horky Bastards. Yeah, <laughs> let's go. Get um, out of here. My song of the week is going to be Keep This Up by The Story So Far. Like, I've, I don't know. Like, I've always liked that song. But, like, recently, I've just been, like, listening to The Story So Far a little bit more lately. And I'm like, damn. Like, this song is still, like, it, I mean, it's only, what, like, a couple years old, I think. Mm-hmm. They're such a good band yeah they're like they're like one of those bands that like you can tell loves hardcore music but they're a pop punk band yeah like, so yeah like their vocals are like really rough around the edges but like in a good way yeah kind of like more grungy i guess yeah like he's yelling he's not screaming it's not metal yeah. but like he's yelling he's not singing that's like my that's like my favorite type of vocals like the kind of yelling singing that jeremy mckinnon does so well mm-hmm. See, I love it. That's like my second favorite. I do also love like, like that kind of like, like I hate to use this word because it sounds like I'm being a dick, but it's just like that whiny voice. 
like where are you Which yeah or like yeah. there's like there's or there's like certain pop punk bands where it's like their vocals kind of sound like they're a boy band but then yeah. their music is very like heavy and i, I love that because i love pop like pop is so it's fun and it makes you feel good and then i love like rock bands and like there's some bands that are very good at marrying those two elements I feel and like i love that You're uh, Colin, wrong, what's your song of the week um let's say my uh song of the week is uh purple yellow red and blue by portugal the man nice Ooh. just i know it's a little oldie but Dude, that song live was so good. Like the trippy visuals that they had up on the screen during that song, I was just like, "Whoa!" Dude, I bet I got introduced to that song on FIFA 14. Just ever yeah. since, love it and still listen to it like pretty regular regularly. It's... Have you dove into some of their other music? Yeah, it's nice. I, yeah, I like them good. as a whole band. Yeah, but yeah, it's a it's a great yeah. song. Yeah. What about you, Jason? Uh, song of the week. Um. Excuse me, hiccups. Uh, I'm gonna say the song "Low Key as Hell" by Waterparks that just came out. Love it. That's I been like that. at the top of the charts on uh, I forget what playlist that I think, I think it's, it's the scene. Yeah, yeah, here it is, the scene. Yeah, "Low Key as Hell" by Waterparks is still like the first song on that playlist. That's another one of those bands. One of those bands, like I love what they're doing. It's like they're a pop punk band, but there's so much more than yeah. just that. And I love the the lyrics that they do are like in that song aren't just like typical pop punk, like, like boohoo. I'm sad. She broke up with me. X, Y, Z. Like, yeah, he's talking about like industry struggles and stuff in there too, which is like cool yeah. to hear about. Uh, poor Stacy is the, he has the third song on that playlist. Oh really? With, with Ian Dior. I can't sleep off of the, bre- which was the breakfast club was my favorite song. My favorite album that came out last year by poor Stacy. Mm-hmm. What was it last year is in 2020, right? Yeah, like tw- like my 2020 yeah. album of the year was Poor Stacy's The Breakfast Club, and that's like the first song on the album. Colin, what's your like best album that was released during you know the COVID era of music, as they say? What did I? I think we talked about this on one uh, another. Yours was Jack before. Harlow's album, right? Um, I don't know. Did I say that? But that was that's that was like pretty recently that he. I don't know if I would classify that as COVID times, but I mean, <laughs> kind of. But I mean, that album was really good. But no, I think I said the Kid Leroy's album. Oh, that's yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah he's gotten that. so big over just like the last six months. Yeah, I would say yeah, that album or even or that Internet Melody album was really good too. Okay. Hell yeah. But what about yours? Me, um. I think I'm tied between two for different reasons. I think Wake Up Sunshine by All Time Low that came out in April, that was like in the heart of like when the world shut down, you know? Yeah. And like I said, at my parents' house at the time, like literally went from like working every day and working on a band every day to like, I can't leave the house for four months and nobody could. And this, but you know, that album coming out that I was looking forward to for months like it got me through that time too and like having something to look forward to so that and then uh weird by Youngblood that just came out recently that that's album. a good one too like yeah. the, the cool thing about that album too is like the the songs are great by themselves but what's great about that album is listening to it 
front to back because there's so many different things that like yeah you're not gonna get out of it just from listening to one song because there's so many different sounds that he uses throughout the album that if you want that cool experience you just gotta listen to the whole thing yeah and the singles are all really good too like mars mars is still my favorite song on the album but um like starting off starting off with a bang with Teresa. oh yeah so good and mars is like you know a lot of people sing about the topic that that song is about. That's you know about talking about transgender youth a lot. But yeah. know, again, like a lot of people aren't talking about that in the pop punk. Yeah, you know, he, he's 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 been pushing boundaries. He's going to continue yeah. to push boundaries. Yeah, I respect the hell out of that. Like, yeah, that's going to be somewhat. You know, it's like you think about like you know every generation has that like you know the voice like you know like gerard way my chemical romance like the people that would have loved him 15 years ago are the same people that kind of gravitate towards young blood and how yeah he's got one of, he he probably has my favorite like besides jeremy mckinnon of course <laughs> young blood's got to be my favorite voice in all of music right now for sure for sure he's got like and he can just i feel like he can do anything and do it well oh, like for style sure. wise yeah yeah but Definitely, I think the the best uh, batch of songs to come out of 2020 was that. Nice. Well, yeah. I, yeah, I appreciate you coming on the pod, dude. It's been a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you for having me. This was fun. Yeah. I'm trying to wanna, get more into the podcast. So. Do you want to plug <laughs> Do you want to plug your band socials and your socials before we sign off? Yeah, yeah. Um, you can follow me personally at Jason underscore Ivy Paint on Instagram. You can follow the band ivy paint band you can uh please follow us on spotify help us with the algorithm <laughs> um uh we, we have merch for sale at teespring.com slash stores slash ivy paint merch had to say that a million times um and we have a lot of new music that's about to come out we're about to uh feature a really big artist on one of our next singles i can't say who it is but there's a certain guy that's been collabing with a lot of bands I don't know if you can figure it out, but we've worked with them recently and okay. it's going to come out. So, uh, yeah, I'm really excited for everyone to hear that. It's a dream come true. So new music will be here very, very soon. We're working really hard on it and we're going to, we hope to tour and, you know, see everyone as soon as we can. That's really all I can say right now. <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, don't forget to follow the Horky Boys on Instagram. I'm sure everyone listening to this probably already does. Uh, I'm going to plug our merch. Ours is uh, teespring.com slash store slash Horky Boys store. Um, go cop some merch. Send us send us pictures wearing our merch. And we'll put you on our Instagram. Uh, and again, Jason, thank you so much for being on the podcast. It was a pleasure. Thanks, Jason. Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, All right. Time to go watch the Blues. Yeah, let's go Blues. Cut. First game of the season. <laughs> uh, to all the Horky Boys and Horky Girls out there, Take it easy and keep it steezy.